time for the Hinkle Law Office's Top 5. Hinkle Law Office is representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit HinkleLawOffices.com. Take it away, Sam Hauser. Yeah, the countdown clock is on. Five days away from the wildcard rounds. And then after that, of course, the division series, so on and so forth. Looking forward to that right here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. As we start with who's in, you know him, you love him. I know Joe does. He's stinking good at golf, and he is the Mountain West Men's Golfer of the Month for September. Matthew Watkins of the University of New Mexico. Top 10 finishes in all three events in the month of September, including helping lead the Lobos to a win at their host event earlier this week at the UNM Championship Course. Matthew Watkins, Mountain West Golfer of the Month. Yes, and I will tell you this, my... Former roommate in college, coached Matthew Watkins when he was in junior high, middle school, whatever they call it in the Dallas metro area. And yeah, it, he he was a phenom in high school, and he's turning out to be just that. Uh, just you know, remembering that we talked with Jake Harrington, the new men's golf coach at New Mexico. By the way, the Lobos won the Tucker uh, earlier this week, and. We talked to him about, you know, these guys that were part of that NCAA, you know, tournament team last year, all sticking around in this day of transfer portals, so on and so forth. And uh, Matthew ha- uh, Watkins is an example of that, Sam. Yeah, Matthew Watkins tied for one of the low rounds of the day, just off the low round of the day, but a 67 in the final round to help lead the Lobos to that. He gets a tied for seventh finish. But yeah, you talk about Bastian Amat who played in one of the PGA Tour major championships this past season. Matthew Watkins, consistent as it gets. Albert Bonetta finishing tied in the top five as well. It's a good and team. Tim, and then don't forget Lumpy's son. Of course. Uh, Heron. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So yeah, they, they're, they're going to be really solid despite the loss of uh, head coach Glenn Milliken. And by the way, some of the other teams in the field in this one, I mean, this was, hey. you know, I mean, this was a solid field. We had the Lobos, BYU in there, Colorado, Hawaii, Long Beach State, San Diego State, USC. 15 top 100. Yeah. 15 of the top 100 uh, teams in the That's country right. were in that Tucker. All right. Who else is in there, Sammy? Ronald Acuna Jr., the star yeah. of the Braves. He's been in all year, but he may have locked up the NL MVP last night. It was him and Mookie Betts neck and neck. Mookie had a slight lead for a little while, but kind of like last year when Aaron Judge got to home run number 62, tied that American League mark, that really put him over the top. And Ronald Acuna Jr. finished a triple shy of the cycle last night and went over the Cubs. He had a home run and two more stolen bases to hit a pair of milestones in the same game, Ronald Acuna Jr. now creating the 40 home run, 70 stolen base club. Yeah, I, I remember the 40-40 was just like blew people's minds. Jose Canseco, I remember he got his 40 and 40. But 70? Man, that takes me back to the days of Ricky Henderson. and they, they, they That's what these new rules have done, Sam. I mean... People are taking advantage of those opportunities on the base paths that they didn't before with the rule on throwing over. Also, the fact that you can't just you know switch out pitchers on every hitter and keep the bases the are bigger. The bases are bigger. Let's not forget that. How about they they put those mitts on too when they're. Have you heard any discussion of that? You know, they put those mitts on sliding glove things, and some of those bang bang plays 
when guys are going into second and you see they have a mitt that barely touches. I have noticed that. You know, and I was asked by a friend, what if you put on one of those, like, we're number one uh, things that you see at the games? The fingers? Yeah, yeah. And then you're you're stealing a bag and you get the, the finger in there ahead of the tag. You never know. All right. Uh, I, think yeah, if, uh, I think if Ronald Acuna Jr. did that, which he, I mean, he's swaggy enough to do that. I think it would, would run blow backwards up the and get in that, you know, but what a, what a season. And I'm I'm with you. You know, as great as Mookie Betts' season has been and Freddie Freeman's, uh, yeah, you got to go Ronald Acuna Jr., the right fielder for the Atlanta Braves. Just to give a little bit. Like, don't forget what he does on defense either, too. I mean, all these things Mm -hmm. he's doing offensively, he is a star, a five-tool player, and that's why he's out and right. Yeah, he sure is five-tool. Just to give some context, the last two players – to have 70 stolen base seasons in Major League Baseball. It's happened two other times in the 21st century okay. with 70 stolen bases. But keep in mind, 40 home runs for Ronald Acuna Jr. The last one was 2009. Jacoby Ellsbury playing for the Red Sox. He could scoot himself. He could. He had 70 stolen bases. He had eight home runs that season. Okay, so yeah, and not then, that much power, in other words. And then go back to 2004. Scott Potsednik, you and I both think of him more as White Sox, but he was with the Brewers that year. With 70 stolen bases and only 12 home runs. Right. Hey, that's where this whole 40-70 thing is just, like, makes your head spin. All right. Yeah, any more uh, research on the stolen bases? I mentioned Ricky Henderson. Can you put some of that in perspective? Yeah. So, I mean, Ricky Henderson, in the modern era, he is the guy that you think of when you think of stolen base kings. And he certainly earned that right himself. Three of his first five major league seasons with 100-plus stolen bases including 130 bags in 1982. You'd think that would be the record in Major League Baseball. You would be wrong. The 1887 Cincinnati Okay, play the Red- music, please. I mean, if you're going to go back that far, you've got to play your music there. And, and and give us a play-by-play voice in the whole thing. Oh, it's a beautiful day here in Cincinnati. Crosley Field there in Cincinnati. The 1887 Major League Baseball season making his way from the U.K. to the U.S. Stepping up to the plate. It's Hugh Nickel. Oh, he'll drive that one down the first baseline for a single. Next batter up. Hugh Nickel take it for second. Safe. Take it for third now. Safe. And why not? Maybe he'll steal home too because he had 138 steals in 125 games for those red stockings. <laughs> Very good, Sam. Very good. All right. So it had been that long uh, since, um, you know, anybody had gotten over 100 until Ricky Henderson going back to 1889 or 1887. My apologies. All right. Who else is in, uh, Sammy? Well, Merriam-Webster, the company that has, you know, the, the dictionary company. Yeah, essentially, just say Webster's Dictionary. Uh, Webster's Dictionary okay. added nearly 700 new words to the dictionary this month. One of those... It's officially in the dictionary for the world to look up. Bracketology, the newest member to the dictionary club, defined as the practice or study of predicting the outcome of elimination tournaments or competitions, especially in NCAA college basketball. Finally, it got in. I mean, Lenardi finally got that word. Congratulations, Joe Lenardi. No kidding. Who... Who's come up with things like that? I mean, and now it's finally in the Webster's Dictionary. All right. Um, anything else on, on whatever uh, Webster, uh, so Merriam-Webster and company? I tried to find the closest, the most recent example because, you know, you're talking about 700 words added this month. So This year me- or this month? This month. This month. 700 words added this month. Okay, so bracketology was 
added in the month of September 2023. So I was trying to, you know, just made me curious how many words are there in the dictionary. Closest I could find from 2018, we were approaching half a million entries in the English Dictionary, and now Bracketology is one of them. All right, who is out there, Sammy? All right, who's out? It's Messi Mania. The shine off a little bit here on Leo Messi and Inter Miami. It finally happened last night. I, I, I said this last night. It felt like 2022 when we were talking about this with the United and the Open Cup, but the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup is finally over. Houston Dynamo, 2-1 winners at Inter-Miami. So Inter-Miami, the home side, and they were down 2-0 until the 92nd minute. Houston Dynamo gets the win, but the story here is going to continue to be Lionel Messi. He didn't play in this game. He's got some lingering injury that the team is releasing nothing about. No, they hardly, Soccer is really paranoid about, like, they'll just say, like, a lower body injury Yeah, or hockey something. does the same thing. Oh, is that right? Hockey does the same thing with low, you know, it, he could have a, a bro, his knee could have exploded and they'll call it a He could have a hangnail, like an infected toenail. And they'll call and it a, a lower, lower body. body yeah, yeah, yeah. Turf toe, lower body injury. Yeah, they'll call it a lower body injury, and especially when it's Lionel Messi, but in this time when there's been a lot of conversation in the NBA about guys not playing and I bought this ticket and I don't get to see him, it's happened a couple of times now with Inter-Miami. Those ticket prices are just astronomical and people got to the stadium last night only to find out that Messi wasn't playing. The players found out when they got to the stadium, so a little bit of secrecy there, but Inter-Miami fans not happy. Yeah, well, that's the. Uh, I mean, the guy's injured though. He's not doing load management. It, it seems that's like, right. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an injury. But at the same time, they don't want to tell everybody he's going to miss the next few games because, like you said, tickets are flying out of the joint, jacking up prices and everything. Sammy, yeah, it's 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 bad. It's like you know two two hundred times the the price for if it's home or away va- yeah yeah face value for if it's home or away whatever it is but Houston Dynamo wins its second Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup in franchise history all right who else is out what else is out Sam don't have a name on this one although we did a, we we did narrow it down a bit there's a story coming on uh, with the Air Force Academy and their athletics program a former golf coach was found to have made nearly ten thousand dollars worth of sports bets while he was at the time, the golf coach at Air Force, and that includes six Falcons football games while he was employed by the academy. The coach placed the online wagers under his then-girlfriend's name. Online betting is legal in Colorado where this happened, so he was under his then-girlfriend's name, and eventually word got out. Well, and the the key thing is it's then-girlfriend's phone, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, yes, uh, I mean, when she found out, uh, you, you bet on what? Well, uh, that, well, uh, you know, and then there's a lot of times uh, people have grudges when you go from girlfriend to then-girlfriend, and sometimes uh, they start yeah, spilling the yeah, beans there. Be. I'm sure she was aware that he was doing this, but it was all hunky-dory when they when she, when he was when she was his girlfriend when she turned into his then girlfriend then things sometimes get a little bit messy but that is messy nonetheless and something that obviously the air force is embarrassed about and i'm sure at some point the name of this coach will come out we kind of had a pretty good guess because we just narrowed it down yeah they've, they've had three coaches in the last 35 years i'll tell you i hear this from my brother's wife all the time because he he is one of those people 
that is in like five fantasy football leagues, and she's oh, you 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 spent how much on fantasy football? He, I'm not even the one that does that. I can't do more than two. He'll have an infinite number of fantasy football leagues. Have you ever played fantasy hockey? I think I did once, I, I, just to see? try, just yeah. to try and see what it was like yeah. when I was in college. Okay, uh, yeah, the, the, your brother. He's got all kinds of stuff. I can't do fantasy baseball. That's every day. I can't commit to that. You can't. But don't they have it all like software and stuff where it all does it? You you can. Back in the old days, that really was a pain trying to figure out fantasy baseball. All right. What's number four there, Sammy? Looking at some high school sports, and I say that because we're not just talking football today. We had this last week on top five. La Cueva and Hobbs, their boys soccer programs ranked in the top 20 nationally by Max Preps. They just got started head-to-head down in Hobbs. La Cueva 10-0, Hobbs 12-0. So it just started like at 5 o'clock? It just started at the top of the hour in Hobbs. All right. And then, yeah, and you meant like what, La Cueva's like number 9 and Hobbs is like 12 or something like that? I know they're yeah, two right of around the top there, yeah. 13 teams. Yeah. In the country. And they're and playing each other. La Cueva got on that bus. Remember, you asked Coach Williams. What's the one? Yeah. Some far bus trips you ever had to take. And Hobbs. he's like, hey, yeah, you could start with Hobbs. I'm telling you, one year I know Hobbs had to go play Farmington in like a, a, either a football game or some sort of like seed in a basketball. I doubt it was basketball. That ain't but, right. I mean, that is a haul. That was that. Hobbs to Farmington. Good luck with that one. I need a nap driving here from farm from here to Farmington. Yeah, and much less to go on to Hobbs from here. Goodness, add me. another four and a half hours or whatever. That bus driver's a saint. Okay, anything else in uh, high school stuff? Yep, we got one football game tonight here in the Metro over at Nusenda Community Stadium later on tonight. Chargers and Sartans, Albuquerque Academy taking on St. Pius Academy off to a good start. Talking about our coach David Williams, his grandson. Uh, a part of that Chargers team off to a 4-2 and two start playing St. Pius at Community Stadium And a tonight. lot of history in that rivalry. A lot of pride. There probably is going to be a lot of alumni there. And as David Williams said, these schools get to play you know, in a big stadium like a community. So it should be a, a fun game. That is for sure. All right. What's number three, Sammy? Well, we're just piling on these poor New York Jets. Although, honestly, at this point, when you're asked about them, it's hard to give an answer with a straight face, and that includes Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay. Jets in Kansas, or excuse me, Kansas City is at the Jets on Sunday Night Football this week. Ahead of the game, Willie Gay asked about the Jets' offense that he's going to be going up against. When you look on tape, what are you seeing from Zach Wilson in their offense? That was a hard question, I can't lie. Uh, the team that want to run the ball, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, not, not, that wasn't, you know, to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and it turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see, at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound it, pound and ground. I mean, good on him for trying to give a, a straight answer, but that pause said it all. Yeah, he was just going through in his head, you know, all the film he's seen, and he's seen them just getting blown up play after play after play. Nothing came to mind, but he did say, you know, that they're trying to ground and pound, and I guess that's the only chance that the Jets have is to try to keep the Kansas City offense off the field. Yeah, with Brees Hall and, and Dalvin Cook, that's really all you have at this point. 
So after Sunday, that's Sunday night football on NBC in week four. After Sunday, the Jets still have three more primetime games and a handful of two o'clock games as well on the schedule. Of course, this has made it with anticipation of Aaron Rodgers being out there. Starting next week in week five is when the NFL can begin flexing those games. So we'll see how many the Jets have left. The NFL doesn't go real deep into the season before they start flexing those games, no. do they? No, I, I, mean, I thought it was like a couple years ago, it seemed like they might flex games the last three or four weeks of the season. Now it's in week five. Well, and you know, for, the, just for this exact reason. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, they don't want to. I, ideally, you don't want to mess with everybody's plans if you don't have to. But this is a break glass in case of emergency situation. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, what is number two there, Sammy? Two. The kids taming down the adults. And I, I hate calling them kids because they're not. They're student athletes. And let's be honest, they're not much younger than me anyway. But there was a lot of drama that came out of that Colorado-Colorado State football game. Travis Hunter, the two-way star for the Rams, takes that big hit from Henry Blackburn, later diagnosed as a liver laceration. Travis Hunter out for at least three weeks. Before that game was even over against Colorado and Colorado State, phone numbers and addresses were reportedly leaked for Blackburn and his mother. Henry was receiving death threats after that game. Well, the two players met up and spent some time together. They put out a picture on social media. Travis Hunter actually invited Henry Blackburn over to Boulder, and they put on a charity bowling event. How about that? Really great. Yeah, talk about taking the high road there, man. What a really an amazing gesture. I mean, these teams went into overtime, and there was a lot of chaos related to you know this uh, this hit. And the next thing you know, they make uh, lemonade out of lemons, right? They raise uh, money for a charity, and they are are shown together. I mean, that that's big time. That's taking the high road. That's for darn sure. What's number one, Sammy? Well, we're going the opposite of taking the high road on this one. There's a lot going on today involving former Boston Red Sox players. First and foremost, the part of the story that matters the most and and everybody around is thinking about him because we all have our favorite story, just enjoying watching him play. The world learned today, former Red Sox pitcher and uh, knuckleballer Tim Wakefield is battling brain cancer. We got that news this morning, but the reason and how we got it is now becoming as much a part of the story as anything else we found out because Kurt Schilling announced it on his podcast. He even tried to set it up by being delicate of, you know, uh, yeah, Tim Wakefield hasn't asked anyone to share that. I don't know if I should, but then he goes and does anyway about Tim Wakefield battling brain cancer. So since then, it's just been a barrage of, of criticisms for, I mean, that's not for you to tell. Uh, uh, former Red Sox catcher Jason Veritek's wife went after him on social media, and a few hours later, the Red Sox finally had to say something. They put out a statement as an organization we are aware of the statements and inquiries about the health of Tim and Stacy Wakefield. Unfortunately, this information has been shared publicly without their permission. Their health is a deeply personal matter they intended to keep private as they navigate treatment and work to tackle this disease. Tim and Stacy are appreciative of the support and love that have always been extended to them and respectfully ask for, ask for privacy at this time. Yeah, and all you could say is, like, Kurt Schilling, you know, get a clue, all right? Get a clue. What uh, were you thinking? Um, yeah, just uh, pretty. Uh, he pretty wasn't, and he stuff. doesn't. Yeah, he uh, he didn't he didn't have a clue on that one. All right, coming up next uh, with the Ryder Cup just hours away now. 
one of the world's top golfers got called out. Let the games begin. We'll get to that when we get back. Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio, 1017, the team.